So returning to the Bellbarth album, I suddenly saw the childhood law of exchange as toys and Lego blocks as a currency towards vice and good thrills. And so that's a good thing to set up here because I'm going to tell you about my one big act of crime. I want to preface this by saying the one thing people say about being a criminal is you don't get caught when you're young if you don't get caught when you're young. You're going to go on to being a criminal. (laughs) Many of us have urges to act out illegally, and I have had a few of those moments as a kid. I guess I've actually, really, when I think about it, I have been a thief a couple times. My mom caught me shoplifting a candy bar when I was four. She had me return it to the grocery manager, and I don't know what he was thinking, but he thought he'd do a really big act of theater here and keep me in the office when he pretended to call a cop. There's no way that a grocery store manager would do something like that (laughs) today. (laughs) The consequences. I mean to say that he really got tough with me. In front of my mom, who was very happy to see it happening, and he was just sort of feigning fury at me for stealing the candy bar. I don't know if this person had like a deep individual sadness, um, or if he thought he was, uh, I don't know what the motivation was. Um, Maybe it was just he was kind of awkward, and he thought this was the best way to do it, because my memory is he was kind of a awkward guy and so he just decided just to erupt into anger about me taking the candy bar and that he had to call the damn cops and that this is serious so that was my first experience with authority that had to be like three or four and it certainly uh, affected me and it was just a grocery store manager but uh but, but gosh i was like the cops are coming so i sort of had this preset guilt for this feeling you know what the grocery store owner did was a stupid thing to do as it affected my feelings with consequences and authority. But to give him some credit, I have never shoplifted again. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but I want to say that my greatest criminal act, however, would occur at age six in 1980. And this is elementary school at recess, and we were at the, uh, around the sand lot. The sandlot during recess at elementary school was a big social scene for the first or second graders. Few moments were better than being gifted with a rare toy and revealing it to everyone in that space. I can remember my sandlot failures the day I received a laser blaster gift from my dad, which was an awesome toy, only to be mocked when I brought it to school and everyone was playing laser tag. So the generic blaster wouldn't work with their sensors. This prompted an interest in open source software that has followed me my entire life, and an even longer standing distrust of groups. That's what the Sandlot was about. And I can remember the day Gargamel appeared on the Sandlot. My friend Jim had Gargamel. Gargamel was the villain in the Smurfs. I think he was just created for the animated show. And while there were lots of Smurfs figurines, there was only rumor at the time at the Sandlot of a Gargamel figure. We all wanted one, and then Jim casually showed up with a Gargamel figure one day. He was silently playing with it, and we all hovered. I'd likely, at that point, want to offer Jim up to $100 in 1980 allowance money for Gargamel. It only made 50 cents a week, by the way. 
so I was just trying to say a lot of allowance. Instead, I just asked what he wanted for it. Jim was a less popular person than even me, and it probably felt amazing that one moment in school to suddenly have something everybody wanted to see and talk about. He told me in no uncertain terms the gargamel was not for sale. But he would let me hold it because we were friends. So I'm holding gargamel in my hand, and it really feels amazing. Smurfs uh, were a special kind of rubbery plastic. I think that they've reintroduced them, but I don't know if they've always maintained the same kind of plastic feeling. These were different than other toys. They smelled different, were uh, more pliable and bendy, and they were really shiny too. They had like an extra coat of paint on them. Jim smiled and took Gargamel back, and that was the end of recess for the day. So I went home convinced that something very unfair had happened to me. Here I am on a sandlot, and I've explained my interest in Gargamel, and Jim was kind enough to share it with me, but he said no on selling it. Makes me think about others complaining about constitutional rights to try and buy hamburger during the COVID thing. I had a constitutional right to this toy. So I did what any six-year-old kid with a clear mind would do. I grabbed a bag and I filled it with some very good toys. I went to Jim's house in the middle of the afternoon. I went to their backyard and saw that it was empty. And I went up their stairs, their back stairs, to try their sliding back door. It was locked, so I pushed it off its rail and budged it open. I then was inside their house. It was completely empty and completely still. I remember hearing all the sound details of the home. The sunlight outside seemed to have a light buzz to it, and I was so scared that I swear I heard the dust in the air moving around my ears. And they had a 1970s clock that was ticking. It was in their kitchen. So I walked away from the clock, quietly. I didn't know where Jim's bedroom was, but I had to find it, and I had to find that toy. By around five to 20 minutes of my pilfering through the home, I finally found Jim's bedroom. Many of his toys were there on the ground, and I recognized a pair of dirty pants. My idea was I would find Gargamel and then leave all these other toys in trade, either on his bed or mixed in with his other toys. I was going off the barter system for the Bell Barth record. And based on that economy, if certain amounts of Lego blocks were worth a listener to of the Bell Barth record, and surely my chip stalls, some other Mego superheroes, and some Star Wars would be a satisfactory offer for this trade. I was going to rob Jim, but make it worth his while. But I could not find Gargamel. I went through his toys and under his bed, and went through all his clothing drawers, you know. I looked everywhere I could, and, you know, no Gargamel could be found in his room. I started to panic and I was looping my actions too. I then checked other rooms. But I could not find Gargamel. And then found myself in their living room. Which is downstairs. And in a odd bout of very odd decision making, I thought to even check his parents' bedroom. 
There was no Gargamel. It was then that I heard the garage. They were, uh, they were coming home. I think the moment of them arriving is what prevented me from ever becoming a criminal because I froze, horrified. I was in the parents' bathroom and all of a sudden I heard the whole family, all four of them, Jim, his brother, his mom, and his dad. Thank God there was no dog, but they were all casually back inside their house. I didn't have Gargamel. None of what I had done had earned anything for me. And suddenly, with no reward, I am in this moment where I suddenly have to escape their house undetected. Because, I mean, can I imagine even trying to explain why I'm in there? Thankfully, I still had my bag of toys. But that itself is a huge conversation question. (laughs) At that point, thank God I didn't have Gargamel. But I had to leave. My guess is that Jim had probably been walking around with Gargamel with him in the car. It's what you do when you get a toy you really love. And uh, what I did, I guess, is when you really want to steal it from that guy. (laughs) what a shithead i was man all right so the bathroom turned out to be a good spot that's where i was when they came upstairs it had two doors meaning that if i if i could hear them on one side i could maybe get a 50 percent chance of not getting detected by going through the door into the other side or You know, I could just hide because maybe since it was a shared bathroom, they weren't going to use it. Felt safe, and I'm glad that I found it with the time that I had to find it once they're coming home, arriving, putting away their stuff. (laughs) Honey, do you think there's a young man upstairs, perhaps, with a bag of toys trying to steal from our son, looking for his Gargamel doll? What do you think? You know, I mean, uh, you don't expect the father would ever say that. It would be a surprise if they found me. So the bathroom turned out to be a good spot. Like I said, uh, it had two doors, one leading to the parents' bedroom and the other leading to what appeared to be a guest room. Uh, The mother walked into the guest bedroom and dropped some shopping off. I was very frightened at this moment. I heard her as I hid in the bathtub. I was pretty certain nobody was going to take a shower. I heard her leave the guest room, and I walked inside and and hid inside its closet. This is absolutely a true story. It took about three hours to leave the house, and uh, making these extra careful steps, like room to room, finally making it to the stairs, and hiding behind the upstairs bookcase, and then there was a view of the kitchen door, and it was still ajar, the door outside, so I heard the family, entire family downstairs discussing TV, and I made my break, and I got to the door and I carefully closed it but then I saw it sort of slowly open back up and I couldn't shut it felt like that was some terrible evidence but how could they pin it on me so I uh, I made it home by 5pm I was whiter than a sheep whiter than a sheet I was very pale and I was crying nonstop. The following summer, I experienced a kind of insomnia where I was plagued by guilt over what I had done. I was certain I couldn't tell my mom, or I was horrified to do so. And 
I couldn't tell my dad. My brother was more disciplinarian to me than my father or mom. Just couldn't tell him. My entire family would have been so upset. Insomnia, couldn't go to sleep. What had I done? It was very strange. It was probably the most guilt-ridden I've ever been in my life. The true story is I finally found a way to admit it to my mom at the end of the summer. Told it in a half way and then she, but she forgave me. That was really cool. But I'll say a good joke ending is that I only knew one person who would understand my problems. So while dealing with the grief of the burglary, I took a bag of Legos over to Mendel and like a guy in a bar asking for the whole bottle, how much, how much, how much would it be, would it be, be for Belbarth?